0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello and welcome to episode four of the Ascot United Behind the Goals podcast. It's been a little while since we were on the airwaves. Uh, Christmas got in the way. Uh, Quite a few um, Vets games in particular were were, were postponed. It feels like football's been clunking along, but the new year's turned and we are back. And of course, I'm not on my own. I'm Dan Huff. I'm involved in the Vets and the Ascot United under eight. uh, And I'm alongside Leon Palmer-Wilson. Leon, how are you? Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I'm good. Um, And uh, I should now introduce
2: myself and say that I'm now Leon once again a player in the Ascot Vets. Uh, I've been back training for a few weeks, so that's that's probably my big news. And even managed, uh, I think it was 70 minutes in the Icons uh, Vets game, which we were winning when I went off and had my shower because I got cold. Uh, but I think it was a draw in the end.
1: But yeah, not too bad. I was bad. going to mention this before you, before you piled in with it, Leon, that, uh, that you, you, we, we have a um, a twice a season Ascot United Vets legends versus Icons. It's never quite clear to me whether... X fix into the Legends category because of this, or do in the Icons category because of that, It doesn't matter. It's it's a great um, it's a great Friday Friday evening. We have a couple of beers afterwards, and dare I say it, Leon? But for seventy minutes, you, you did you did actually boss the game, right?
2: <laughs> well, that's funny because um, my wife has. Dare um, I say it? Uh, you, well, you, to be fair, I did see a lot of the ball, but um, be honest, they let me have it, didn't they? Their game plan was to sit off because it looked as though we had a slightly stronger eleven although um uh, their game plan worked didn't it because um honors even in the end but my wife has caught me watching well, that video one too plan, many times Leon. oh yeah you were in that team weren't I you Dan? Love that. yeah sorry mate we were, listen in bet, yep. you were a long way from me weren't you cuz was center mid and you were full back so we didn't get yep. too too close to each other did we
1: yep <laughs> But we, we, we recognise the talent. We recognise the ability. So no, 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 we're going low block here. You can have all the ball you like and we're going to park that big red bus. And, um, but, and it was brilliant, wasn't it? Because it's, um, it was old men trying to think football, having yeah. a good run out and then talking about it a lot afterwards. And thinking
2: about it a lot as well. And that's the beauty. That's why we're still doing it, isn't it? We're still all addicted to the same game.
1: Yeah, and you've been watching the video. You say I like this. So, so, I um, have. so you've been sort of taking notes on on all of our performances. Well, I tell you what, there's been so much to watch. I reckon I've
2: watched it three times through, and certain things surprise you. So, first thing that I noticed that did make me smile is that when I watch you lot play, I always think um, some of these guys may be better than me at football, but I can really run, and these lot look like old men. And when I watch the video, I realised I look exactly the same as the rest of you. Sort of stiff hips, funny gait, (laughs) not really very fast at all. That was the first thing. But actually watching the game is really interesting. Although it doesn't quite show you the whole pitch, so you can't always appreciate what people are doing off the ball. It does give you a bit more of a chance to see what people do when they're not near the football. And that's quite an eye-opener. So I enjoyed it and I hope we can record a few more.
1: Um, because it's fun to watch back. Well, I think that's the plan. I mean for, for those who are not aware that the club uh, does possess a a, a a VO, which is not a thing I knew much about until relatively recently. and i'm forever amazed at how the thing follows the ball because it yeah. does. And so every first team game is, is recorded. The allied games are recorded. And, and now even we've got in on the act and we record a little bit as well. And it is in many ways fascinating to watch because I'm like you, Leon. I like to think I run a little bit. And then I watch myself running on the pitch. It's like, oh, my God, someone put slow-mo mode on. What, what no, just a slow? Listen, listen, but, when
2: you're running 15 kilometres a game, Dan, you don't have to run it that fast, mate. No, you you do right. absolutely yeah. fine. <laughs> um, and I think a little bit more on that because we've got um, a little feature coming up later that will... Um, where the video,
1: the VO is going to help us, haven't we, Dan? Absolutely, we will get to that um, in a moment. Before we do, though, just in general, um, yeah. Christmas has been and gone. Um, did you have an exciting time, or was it a nice, quiet affair? Uh, at, uh, no, at, at no, Palmer not quiet. I've
2: got a nine and a five-year-old. Yeah, at Palmer Wilson Towers, and um, we wound them up a tree. And I will tell you what, and this I didn't know. So Father Christmas lives in Lapland, but what many people won't know, Which is near Bracknell, it's, isn't it? Is that right? Well. The portal to Lapland is in Bratnell, which is mad because I've lived <laughs> here for years and I only just found that out. My wife said, come on, we're going out, put the kids in the car, off we went. And it's real, obviously, we all know that. But what, what you what yeah. you didn't know is that the real Lapland can be got to from Bratnell. So that was absolutely amazing doing that. And then even more exciting, possibly, um, I don't know if you know, but I'm a bread maker, Dan. I make, I make. I'll make a nice loaf. I think I'd heard about this. Yeah, that's me we threw it. Yeah. Well, the bread making thing is kind of old history now. Essentially my daughter, she needs um, like a special nut bread that she has. So I learned to make bread that took me about a year, but much quicker. What I've done this Christmas is I've learned to make short crust pastry. And I'll tell you what, that is a, that is a thing to behold. If you get it right. It's the future. It's future. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you, I'll send you a recipe down. How about well, you, what you, mate? What have you been to? up to with, with the, uh, with the family?
1: Very little, oh. to be honest. I mean, I always very, very much enjoy Christmas, but an opportunity to recharge oh, nice. the uh, the batteries. I've, I've taken in quite a lot of football. I went to see uh was be town at, at Cheltenham on Boxing Day. We we're rubbish there. Um, I saw bit of a theme uh, developing there, Fleetwood. Dan. Yeah, and and um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> from FA Cup games against our local rivals, which didn't go so well today. That's going to take a while to get over. But then again as an arsenal fan i suspect talking about the fa cup's not high on your agenda either would that be right well
2: actually i'm going to i'm going to say i enjoyed the game today you've got to think as a long suffering arsenal fan just to watch a game where we're on top of a team a good team for 90 minutes win or lose i enjoyed and yes fair enough they deserved the win um can't be done with all the we deserve to win bit if you lose you lose but just to see us having lots of chances lots of control of the ball you know, if we can um, swap Ben Standing in for Kai Havertz, um, we'd get some goals and um, we'd be all right.
1: Well, I like your positivity because you could have just described Shrewsbury Town against Wrexham there. Uh, <laughs> oh, was it similar? You had all from. the chances. Yeah, we was, you know, they scored, was massive deflection. We had eight great chances, missed a lot. And um, of course, it's Britain's biggest international derby, right? Uh, I mean, i played the Buggers for 16 years, pardon my French. And so, coming out 1 0, losers. There is a member of the Vets as a Wrexham fan, and unfortunately, he's really nice which is even worse. So I'm going to have to... I'm yeah, he's, to a, nice a, he's a nice chap. He's a nice chap.
2: We'll see how nice <laughs> he is when he texts you about the result. But actually, remember, and I know you're coming back to this later, it's not the biggest derby in football, is it? There's a bigger one, which I think is uh, uh, also to be talked about
1: later. We'll get onto that derby game in a bit. You're right. I see where you are going. <laughs> um, before we do... You, you mentioned, uh, Leon, rightly so, the issue of VO. Now, the club and the social media guys at the club who've been doing a fantastic job on Twitter or X or whatever it calls itself these days, uh, of talking us through what the club's at, that they had a, um, a goal of the month competition in November and they've just launched um, December's goal of the month competition. And when I clicked on that to see the goals that were scored, I thought, all oh, right, OK, there's going to there's be a few that are all right here. But... Um, there's some pretty good ones on there. I mean, have you had a chance to look at this? Have you, any oh, thoughts on it? Um, honestly,
2: Dan, I, this has caused me some anxiety because um, there's some seriously good goals on there. And I'm there thinking, um, I'm I'm going to have to go for a top three here because that's what you do, isn't it? And I'm sitting there fiddling with my top well, three. I tell you what
1: then, Leon, before you do that. Yeah. Yeah, before you do that, and uh, we'll, we'll put the link to this in... They say in the show notes, don't they, on these posh podcasts. I've got no idea what that means. But we will find out how to get the link out, linked in with this this podcast. But there's 10 goals on there, right? And just to, to, to name-check the guys involved and to give you a type of feeling for the for the goals we're talking about, the first one comes from the SYL under-16s, a guy called Amaro Malhotra. And if you want to see a free kick and you want to see how you put it top bins, then look at Amaro's. It is a beautiful goal. He just puts it nice and neatly. Lovely. To T- the keeper's bins, right, wasn't it? that one out. So the keeper's right. Number two, um, from the under-18s, the Allied side, uh, Luke Phillips. Um, a left-footed pile drive. I think, think Julian Dix in his pomp coming <laughs> racing in and absolutely thwacking it uh, from outside the box. So that's Luke Phillips. The third one, Albert George, AG, as apparently he's called. Um, that was from the S W L under-15s. Good touch on the edge of the box. Nice turn. Cool as you like finish. The fourth one, I feel a, bit, a little bit embarrassed about it. Some under-18s called Stan Huff I don't know who he is um, but a good team move and of course you'll recognise this Leon, uh, Leon the, the challenge for me as an under-8s coach is getting them to pass it to each other because yeah. they all want to dribble all the time and some of them are quite good at it but that, that's a passing goal with a decent finish at the end number five um, the Ascot Women's first 11 are represented Philippa Holding an absolute thunderbolt from 30 yards number six Hugo South another allied goal that's a second one um now, the way I'm describing this, Leon, is a left-footed half-volley from 10 yards outside the box. I mean, it's a phenomenal finish. It would have helped if they'd not put the VO right in front of a big post. I don't know if you've seen as yeah, a big yeah. blue post. I, I struggled so,
2: with that one a little bit. I could see that it probably was a very good goal, but I was struggling with the view.
1: Fair call. Um, yeah, and, and it isn't, you know, you can see it's a good goal but don't put the VO there next time. I don't know where it is. not at the race course ground, it's it's away. Yep. Um, number seven, we're moving into the first team here. Brendan Matthew, who, uh, um, who you know, very good striker, moved, moved on to Pastures new now but quick breakaway down the right, super cross and he comes in the near post and clips yep. it in beautifully. Enjoyed that. Number eight, Charlie Hooper, we're in, back in the juniors, the under nine rebels. Um, another free kick on that top pitch, the top junior pitch at the race course yep. and he, he does a bit of a Ronaldo. It's it's sort of. It's sort He's Gone of for the valve, has With the gone for that valve, Dan. Yeah. Exactly. Not a toe You take that like- back. It was a proper valve I'd say, scorcher. Could, can you spot the man who hasn't taken a free kick <laughs> for literally 30 years? You're the manager. You should put yourself on him. Oh, you're right. I could change that, couldn't I? Anyway, laces it, top corner. And a top effort by Charlie. Number nine, we're in the under sevens. And, and I I like this one. Um, first of all, it's Fogsville. I mean, you know, the fog has descended on wherever they are. So you can hardly see, but you can see enough to see that it's a corner for the oppo. Harry Edwards gets the ball, runs the length of the pitch, scores at the other end. Lovely stuff. And last one. I mean, you did count the number of passes in this move. Taylor Morgan for the first 11. Is it about a million? How many passes uh, you, did you make it? Uh,
2: uh, 17 passes I made it. But um, I mean, you, 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 you might have to VAR that one. That's where I had it, yep. 17.
1: But what a loads bar. of passes, keep the ball, and uh, then eventually you know, find the space, create the overload, score the goal. So that that, that was a nice way to round it off. Now, i have got 10 goals there. I'd really recommend, if you've not seen them, go and have another look. You should. Leon, give me your one, two, three. Well,
2: in the end, um, I'll do them in reverse order, that harry edwards under 7 goal i mean look 7 year olds it's they're not really much in for passing are they when they when they're that age 6 7 year olds no. but if you can dribble like that and run the full length of the pitch and then keep calm and slot it in i think that's a real achievement so harry edwards was was, was my number 3 number 2 look we all know left-footed players are easier on the eye than right-footed players aren't they so when you see a left-footed pile driver that's a thing of absolute beauty. So Luke Phillips under 18 allied with it, with his 20 yarder. And then I have to say the first team goal, I mean, what a goal as an Arsenal fan. I'm thinking back to the days of Wilshire and, um, and, uh, uh, and those sort of those team goals that we used to get back when walking it in was still a thing. And and it, and it looked a little bit like that. And what I liked about it, there was probably one pass that looked difficult to make in that move. And even then, it was on the safe side. So I really enjoyed that goal. So, yeah, Taylor Morgan, first team goal, 17 passes, lovely. Special mention, though, for um, your son's goal, um, it was actually two, two lovely passes and his finish was top corner. So he gets an honourable mention. And last one, Andrew Lunn, Icons Legends, out of another period of injury, <laughs> he's absolutely smashed one into the roof of the net. Although that didn't make the uh,
1: the shortlist, it is on video, isn't it? Because I've seen it too. But yeah, it's not on the short. And that's our fault for not submitting it. So we've just got to score more good goals in January. Yeah, and get that next there. goal in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now it's interesting because we, we decided to, to give our top threes independent of each other. Yeah, and I've got two of those three. Oh, there you go. In my I third place. I, I went for the Telemorgan, the first team goal with a million passes. Um, and you, you. I think he said right. You know, none of those passes are forced. No. Um, the thing I noticed as well, I think that to see all 10 goals, it's something like three and a half minutes. Yes. And that goal... It was on, half the video, wasn't it? About, yeah, it's about 40% of the video, yeah. isn't it? Because they're just passing it around, waiting for the time to come. And it, it did remind me of the... You know, of the type of goal you're talking about with the Arsenal, where, you know, the aim is, to, you know, to, to pass it in from two yards. And they did it. It's a brilliant goal. Yeah. So that was third. For me, second one was, I like the number six. Um So that was Hugo South for the, the Allied. It's a left foot, it's sort of half volley. Um, It's the one with, with the dodgy post in the way. Yeah. But the reason I like it is so many times I've seen goals like that in my mind's eye, Leon. I've seen it. I've gone for it. And the next thing you're on the race I've gone course the again. Furlong. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. no, so I know the just... feeling, Dan. I know the feeling. It was a good yeah. one.
1: It just made me think it is possible, and I'm going to keep trying it because one day I might be a Hugo Saves. Um, but yeah, I thought that was great. And I, my first one was, and I guess this might be because I'm a, a sign in, signed up member of the Fullbacks Union. I'm going to go for number two, Luke Phillips. You mentioned it, but my goodness me, he does wallop that, and it flies in. So Beautiful. I'll go for number two. But we don't decide, Leon there's a public vote out there get voting um, I'll be really intrigued to see what the great uh, the great burgers of Ascot um, select as their goal of got um, goal of their uh, goal of the month for December I should say as well while I am all for um, get recording goals I, I think it's a brilliant thing to do for posterity if you're gonna record goals in junior games it is a bit of a tedious comment but I've got to say it. You know, you've got to ask permission, folks. And I certainly know that in my eights, we always ask the other team, do you mind if we record the game? No one said no, but um, we have to give them that right. So, so, so don't right. take it into your own hands and start recording seven-year-olds playing football because ultimately you could get yourself in trouble. But um, I bet there are more good goals out there. I bet there are more videos that people weren't aware of this competition. So I want to see more as we, as we yeah. go along. Send them in. Moving on though. There's been plenty of football outside the juniors and I was gonna talk about the first team quite quickly, um, Leon. You I mean you've been following progress a bit a bit like me. They're currently um currently thirteenth yeah. in the table, which I would have thought, having been promoted last year, is a reasonable um position to be in, right? I mean, have you have you got any take on this? What you you've been in sides that have been promoted before at various levels. Um it that's a fair call, mid table the next year in, right?
2: Honestly, I think
1: the difficulty
2: that you have when when you've been promoted is you've got that buzz. And um, everybody's used to winning. But of course, going up a division at the level that the first team are at, that's a big, that's going to be a big change for them. And to be sitting where they are, fairly comfortable, mid-table, I think they should be happy with that. But I know as a footballer, uh, they won't be. And so what I hope for them is JT that now be. they're settled yeah, in. I know that. Well, no. Now they're settled in and they know what this league looks like. Um let, let's hope they can just get a few more results and edge up into that top third. That'd be nice to
1: see. Absolutely. And I mean, they've been doing okay. We I mean, didn't have a great result on Saturday, 5th of Jan. They got well beaten by what sounds like a very good Thatcham side. Um, and they lost the week before as well against Leatherhead. But again, Leatherhead are a proper team. And I saw a bit of Leatherhead when they came to the race course and, and, and they can play. But a big bad shot, Lee. Um, uh, also over the Christmas period, 3-1. And I saw him against Chertsey, who I think are top of the table. If they're not top, they're up there. Lost to a 90 whatever minute goal. Yeah, they looked a really good side. They brought a lot of away fans, actually, Chertsey. So my my thinking is that there's 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 progress to be made here, and it looks like Friday night, this coming Friday, might be a good opportunity to do that. Right? We've got, I mean, Arsenal Tottenham's a big local derby, right? Shrewsbury Wrexham, well, it's the biggest (laughs) international derby in football. But but over and beyond that. Where would you go? What's the the biggest derby of them all?
2: No, I mean it's uh, it's definitely Ascot Binfield. Big game. We used to have some good old rumbles with them in the vets, and um, they always gave us a good game. Uh, So uh, yeah, I'm expecting that to be. um, I expect it to be a little bit tasty because the 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 games against Binfield were when I used to play them, but um, I'd expect an Ascot win there and um, three points and, and moving the right way on the table.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yep. And let's flag
1: it out. It was Friday night and I assume, I, I don't know this, but I assume that's because playing under the lights, local Derby maybe easier for some people to get to. Um, yeah. You know, they're open for a decent attendance and Binfield. That's, it's not be about the bush. They're, they're struggling. They've got four points. They're, they're bottom of the league. They're almost certainly going down. I don't know any of the background to, to why, um, but you'd have thought it would be a great opportunity to get well and truly Back in the saddle. So, best of luck to JT and the boys. And, um, I mean, there is another option, Leon. You can always come and watch the, the Vets' second level play against Latimer Road, right? Yeah. On um, at the same time. St- now, this one has thrown me, Dan. Vets Latimer Road, home
2: yeah. or away? Home. Oh, well, I don't understand. So, so, Ascot are going away to Binfield to play under the lights. Yes. Let's be clear oh, about Oh, wow. We're people will be torn. That's going to be a difficult one, isn't it? I'm just not sure... <laughs> We'll probably get similar crowds, won't we, for the two games, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I think we can report back. We'll leave it at that, shall we? Yeah, we can report back. Um, cool. Now, talking about teams and whether they want to finish in the league, you've been looking a little bit at how the Ascot United women have been getting on and they've been getting on okay, haven't they? Well, yeah, I mean, after we had um, a chat about the women's section,
2: I was interested to go and have a look and see and see what's going on. They're, they're top of the league, only lost once all season and... Um, Essentially, they just don't really concede many goals. Ten games played, only nine conceded. Um, looking at their last five games, um, I don't think they've lost in all that time. Uh, several of them away from home. They're picking up wins away from home. I think, yeah, the only one they've lost uh, in the last, I think it's five or six, was Warminster away. Um, Two nil nice. there. And since then, on a really good run, I think Woking got, a, they got a draw away at Woking. Um which, uh, well,
1: I think woke, hang on, that. No, is that now, there, I think that a, might, yeah.
2: You were going to t- tell me a bit more about the Wokings. I think that was a cup game, wasn't it?
1: Now, this is an interesting one, and I, I don't think I've ever heard of this happening before because the Askew women were playing Woking today. We, we're recording on Sunday, so Sunday the 7th of Jan, and um, they, this was in the, in the League Cup, actually, and it was 3 all. And I saw it went to penalties, and um, it, it sounds like the women have got nerves of steel. And uh, they won. They won three-one, which obviously three-one sounds like the goalkeepers had a decent day. I assume they'd be doing a bit of saving there. So well done if that's the case. Um, but yeah, they, they went through, and I thought, oh, that's that's all quite nice. And then I saw a bit of the background to this. It was a replay game, and it wasn't replayed because the first game was a draw. It was uh, replayed because what, what do you call this? An officiating malfunction? Is, is that is that a phrase? Am I just inventing new terms here? We'll but run with it. Basically, they played yeah a few weeks ago. Um, and after ninety minutes, the scores were level, so they played extra time, and Ascot won three-two. Um, but it turns out, in the rules of the competition, you're not allowed to play extra time. It should go straight to penalties. So rather than just say, "Oh, whatever," Ascot have won, they said, "No, you got to replay the game." Yeah. So, so they did. Which, to be fair, it does make sense because they're the rules. Um, and of course, you know, the irony of it is that it went to penalties today again. So So, yeah. um, so that they they played. A lot of football against Woking, um, who, who, but the sound of it were very competitive. I think they're from the league below, right? Um, and uh, and they sneaked through today, having won the first game that sort of never was three two after extra time. I'm so, really yeah. pleased for them because
2: uh, that would have been gutting, wouldn't it? That would have been gutting to yeah. have uh, sort of beaten them, beaten them once in extra time, and then got the draw, and then to have lost on penalty. So it's nice they got through that one onwards and upwards.
1: Absolutely. I was going to ask you about penalties. Yeah. Leon, I've been involved in a penalty shootout for quite a long time. I don't think I've ever been involved in a penalty shootout for the Vets. I've had a few before then. But um, I was going to ask you a couple of things about that. First of all, have you got much experience of penalty shootouts? And was it generally positive or yeah. negative? And yeah. are you a penalty taker, And Are you the type of oh, guy yes. who says penalty shootouts, <laughs> I'm Stuart Pearce. Let me add it. Where yeah. are you on this?
2: Yeah, so I've always put my hand up for penalties. Um I wouldn't actually say technically I'm one of the better takers. I get very nervous, tend to hit it as hard as I can. I think probably by luck I've scored more than I've missed and so I keep putting my hand up. But I've got a couple of um, stories that come to mind about pens. The first one, aged I think 18 or 19, living in Croydon, I played for a Sierra, Sierra Leonean team called the Golden Eagles, which is also the nickname of their national team. And it was in the... Sorry, was African-
1: this in in Croydon. Is it- so, so what well, visiting team. We, so
2: we were based in Croydon. We were a Sierra Leonean football yep. team, mainly. I was the um, wow. the odd one out that wasn't from Sierra Leone. And we played in a thing called the African tournament on Hackney Marshes. And you were allowed a couple of players that weren't from the country of origin. Uh, I was, well, I was the one, really. And um, we played this tournament, did really well. Got to the final. I'd started every game. Now, come the final, he brought in some guys that were proper sort of ex-professional footballers in Sierra Leone and dumped me right out of the squad. I'd started every game. And to be fair, they were much better players than me. But something weird happened. And somehow from being dumped from the squad, and I'd got all my friends and that to come and watch, because I said, you know, i start all the games, so I'll be playing. Uh, I got um, put back in the team because somebody got the strop that they'd been benched. I was only eighteen. I didn't really have the strop I was looking at these guys, thinking, "Yeah, fair play to them. Away they go." And then um, the game ended all square. Uh, After extra, uh, I was brought on in extra time and um, you know, I played all right. It wasn't much special. still got the video somewhere on a cassette. But, yeah, stepped up, took a penalty against the guy... And you guy keep watching it, don't you? Who it well, I did times. watch it a few this- times because I did stick it in the top corner against the keeper who was six <laughs> foot eight. I kid you not. And the rumour was he played for Ghana because I think it was Ghana we were playing in the final. I'd have to check back. But anyway, so that was one. And then the other one, uh, Vets, you said about Vets. We played in the Surrey County Cup many years ago and... Um, we played against a team who were so much better than us; it was criminal. We managed a three-all draw. Um, they hit the post about five times. Um, anyway, it went to pens, and um, we beat them on pens, which was a beautiful feeling. I don't think we missed any of the pens. I think they might have been five-four or four-three. Maybe they did miss one. I don't know. But yeah, so that's uh, that's me and pens. I, I, I'm quite partial. How about you, Dan? You said you don't you don't indulge, or you do?
1: Well, I, I don't think in recent times, I, I'm genuinely trying to think of the last penalty shootout I was involved in and, and, it, and it would have to have been, I mean, what am I now, 49? So it would have been probably 15 years ago the, the last time. But Fair I mean, th- th- there's one that springs to mind that I was involved in. I really, I really enjoy looking back on it now. I, I went uh, um, to Germany in July 1990 uh, on a football tour and we played five games over over two weeks. And we went in this rickety old minibus. So I'll, I'll, you know, you would never, in a month of Sundays, be allowed to go in a minibus like we went in from from Shropshire over to uh, okay. uh, Muncy Gladbury yeah. um, in, in those days. But 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 you know, we're sort of bouncing around in the back like you know, like sardines. And 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 it was brilliant. We loved it. But um, it was a cup competition, and uh, in the semi final of that. Cup competition and we, we, had, we had a decent side. We were playing against you know a range of other German clubs and and of course it went to went to penalties in the semi final. Now I did I deliberately mentioned when we were there July 1919 I appreciate many listeners are thinking well you might as well have said July 1890. You know it's clearly that long ago. But the football connoisseurs will know that in July 1990 England were playing Germany in the West Germany in the semi finals of the World Cup. Paul Gascoigne was crying. Yes, um, and uh, it was one of the most iconic games. If you if you lived through it, yeah, yeah, that, that anyone can ever remember. And of course, England lost on penalties. Yes, we played in that tournament the week after, and you can imagine what it's like. You know, souped up sixteen-year-olds, full of adrenaline, yeah, yeah. testosterone, yeah. and then all the rest of it, having a semi-final shootout against a German team in Germany a week after we'd just been beaten on penalties How about by that? Germany. And. um and I must—I t- I took a penalty and and and, and scored, um scored, and we won five-four. So we, we were we were over the moon. And of course, when when you're young and stupid, you, you feel like you've almost won the World Cup. You, you brought it back. Well, that's what it's yeah, all
2: about. It and um, uh, actually, uh, thinking back to that that penalty shootout on Hackney Marshes, I do remember it was exactly that feeling. And it's just come to me. It wasn't Ghana; it was Uganda that we played in the final. Uganda. So there you go.
1: Okay. Wow. Wow. Good stuff. The other odd one I was going to mention, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in a previous pod, but I'll go through it quickly anyway, and I, I wasn't involved in this game, but it's, it's got legendary status uh, but back back at home, is that um, it was, a, again, a semi-final of a cup, so there's penalties coming in at the end if, if the score's a level, and 15 minutes, 20 minutes to go, the referee sends someone off, um, gives them a red card for, uh, for, for for whatever, it doesn't matter. So it, it, we go through extra time, and you get to penalties, and the referee says, right, OK, penalty shootout. You know, team, and I, I know the referee, so I'm, I'm not going to name check it, particularly when you, you hear the next 30 seconds of this. Um, he said, Right, Team X, yeah, who you, are your five takers? Blah, blah, blah. Team Y, yeah, who are your four takers? So, well, no, it, it is our list, Yeah, it is all five. And he said, can't No, 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 make... you've had man sent off. You only get four. <laughs> you can't just make
2: it up, mate, eh? just because you've got the uniform. Oh, and and dear. the best bit
1: is, the other team, the one who was going to get five, said to him, no, it don't. It, no, it don't work like that. It, you know, you, it, they get they get five, even though they've only got ten men. He wouldn't have it, and so somewhat amazingly, they um, they took the penalties and finished five fours. <laughs> so, so obviously one team won, and funnily enough, they had to replay the game because clearly that that was just. Utterly and where wrongly. is he now? So it's where's well, this ref now? I saw him at Fleetwood on first of January, so he's still he's still alive, and he was one of the. One of the few that that there. So, um, yeah, he's still going, but he's not refereeing anymore. And it's just like, I feel a bit sorry for him because sometimes you have brain fades, don't you? Oh, God. And my goodness me, that is a brain fade and a half. Oh,
2: dear. Oh, dear. Why would you put yourself up for it? I'm, I'm sure um, that would have been one of his last games, no?
1: Well, yeah, he's... Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> I mean, he, in a way, it's a sort of a sad story, but... It's just so ridiculous, but um, but yeah, the, the newspaper cuttings are are still there to illustrate the bonkersness of, of the world Poor in chap. which we live. Anyway, moving on, um, we've got some uh, we've got some more pods planned, haven't we? We have, Leon. Who, who are we going to be talking to soon? Um, so. I know that... Any names um, you can check us with.
2: Yeah, well, we're going to be speaking to Kai Walters, aren't we? Hopefully next week. I know, I think we mentioned before he's in Australia. And so uh, we'll be recording that one late at night, but it should come out at the usual time. I think Monday we're looking to get that out and about, are we? Is that the idea?
1: Something like that. Yeah, give give us a a week or so. Kai, of course, for those who can't remember, the only man who can say he scored the winning goal for Ascot United at Wembley. Um, And we'll be chatting.
2: Yeah, and who else have we got on, on the radar, Dan?
1: We're looking at, um, well, we haven't spoke to the big cheese. We haven't spoke to the chairman, Simon Negus, yet. So um, uh, I'm definitely going to be uh, picking his brains about how easy and straightforward it is to run uh, the biggest grassroots football club in England. Um, yes. So we will we will get him on uh, to see what he has got to say about life. Um, and also, I'm, I'm thinking another, another club legend, really. Um, it's certainly in my book. Um, we're going to talk to Rob Saunders Um, and Rob may not be completely aware of this yet but he did say yes many moons ago and I'm going to keep him to it Um, just to talk about how far the club has come because Rob played in a number of sides that did really well in the Vars years ago didn't quite get to 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 Wembley Um, we're going to talk to him a little bit about the transformation from you know the cabbage patch to the 3G yeah. uh, and, and for how he's seen the, cl- the club I'll I,
2: I tell you what he was a very good Vets player as well he's not playing at the moment I'm not sure why but um, I was his water carrier many times and uh, we'll have to ask him while he's on to tell us about the time when he had six shots and scored six goals in a 6-0 win away from home I was there that day and um, it was ridiculous and I, I, that I have remembered right I think it was only a couple of seasons ago so he, he can fill us in on, on the detail
1: we'll pick his brains as and when the time comes um cool leon anything else you want to fling in before we uh b- before we call it a night no dan i think um yeah
2: that that that's all i've got for today um looking forward to catching up with the 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 hero from uh, from the uh, from the cup final and um
1: yeah that's me we'll go from there Cool. Do, do keep your votes coming in, folks, for the goal of the month in December. I'm genuinely intrigued to see which one comes out on top. Do follow us on, on Twitter and, and Facebook, and of course, if you quite like the podcast, then um, you know you could do the rev- the odd review or two. I don't know where you do these things, Leon. I don't know who reads them, but apparently uh, you do the tech the Dan podcast, isn't it? I'll just, I'll just turn up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good man, Leon. Always a pleasure as uh, as ever, and um, we'll reconvene soon. Okay. Thanks, Dan. You take care. See, see you at training. Cheers, God. And
2: you.
0: Yeah, see you Wednesday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty